You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I am very good, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. We've we've good. made it. We've made it to June. School is out. OTA has started. It's a it's a good time to be on the Locked On Dynasty podcast. And our reward, we get to talk about the Texans. Well, we complained a little <laughs> bit yesterday about the Indianapolis Colts. How hard it was to find a buy, and uh, that we we are dumping the one of the top players in dynasty and we should have, we should have kind of soaked that up a little bit more because now we're talking <laughs> we about, yeah, no kidding. We're talking about one of the worst teams in football. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly from a, a fantasy and a dynasty standpoint, you look at this Texans roster uh, and, and it's just ugly. You know, it, they've, they've got a lot of youth um, and, and maybe some of those guys turn into, turn into something but there there's a lot of question marks um i I know this is you know this is a a slow moving train for the texans this this rebuild and um i I like some of the things they've done they have not focused on the running back position uh which i really like that's kind of how i build dynasty teams right like i'm not worried about running backs until i'm ready to contend uh it feels like maybe the uh, Texans are, are doing the same thing. They got um, some solid play from Davis Mills during his rookie season last year. So they are, they're going to give him another shot. He is really their only, uh, only quarterback of note right now. Uh, we of course do expect them to end up with a, uh, an early draft pick in 2023. So uh, I don't think Mills is, it's safe forever. You know, he doesn't have two or three years to figure this out, but he's got yeah. at least one more year uh, to to show that he belongs in the league and, and on this roster. Uh, let's look at the rest of the roster here, and then we'll dive in to the Houston Texans. I mentioned Davis Mills at quarterback. Running back, uh, Marlon Mack, who they signed away from the Colts. We talked about the Colts yesterday. Uh, they bring back Rex Burkhead, and the Texans also drafted Damian Pierce, he saw a big value bump in rookie drafts uh, because of the potential opportunity uh, to to play early and often in Houston. Wide receiver Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, both of those guys back for another year. And John Mechie, uh, the Texans drafted from Alabama. Brevin Jordan, the, the tight end to know there, had a solid rookie season uh, last year. That's kind of it. That's it, Matt. Um, I mean, when most people talk Houston Texans, they're talking Brandon Cooks, and, and the conversation kind of ends there. I do think Cooks is uh, still undervalued, underrated, uh, continues to come up big. Probably his value being hurt by uh, that concussion history and, and the scare that one more of those and he could be done. But after Cooks, this is just a just a pretty gross roster. It's bad. I think it's actually finally trending forward 
for the first time in a long time because they got over a lot of Deshaun Watson nonsense and they're making up, you know, starting to make some picks. Their roster building has been very odd for two years in a row now in terms of just signing middling veterans to one-year deals that don't really have futures. But I'm starting to get a little bit of optimism. I'm starting to finally get the, uh, the, the plan, I think. I mean, I'm starting to get in their heads a little bit better now. And, you know, they did small, it was what seems like small things, like drafting Kenyon Green and then Damian Pierce shortly after. And I didn't realize this till after the draft that they were just utterly awful running the football on first downs. Mm. And... Now you can get to second and six a little bit easier, running behind green with the power back, you know, just simple things, you know, building blocks. So I'm starting to kind of get it, but boy, they're a hard team to talk about for this episode. Nonetheless. Yeah. Finding, finding buys, uh, and really even finding cells from this roster will be a challenge. Uh, like I said, we should have enjoyed yesterday's Colts talk a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, before we get too far into the, into naming our buys and sells, let's look at those young pieces that the Texans have acquired. I'm looking at Damian Pierce at running back, Nico Collins and John Mechie at wide receiver, and tight end Brevin Jordan. So let's let's fast forward not just one year. Let's let's go two or three years down okay. the road. The Texans are. Uh, let's say they're a fringe playoff contender. They've they've taken it that far. Which one of those four players, Pierce, Collins, Mechie, or Jordan, is still a relevant member of that offense? Maybe all. Okay. I mean, it won't be. I mean, don't. I'm not predicting that. But they all have a chance. They all have a chance. I mean, again, this is one of the areas of this team where. I'm starting to see the plan. Collins and Mechie are different types. Cook's a solid guy in the meantime. I think Jordan's an intriguing weapon. He's not a traditional tight end. But I think the pass catchers are starting to get near respectable. I just feel like one thing that dynasty managers uh, sometimes fall victim to, and I know I, I, I have and, and probably still do this, myself is looking at a team like this and thinking somebody has to catch the ball. Somebody has to make plays. So Nico Collins or Damian Pierce are, are worth a lot more on the Texans than they would be on the chiefs sure, or chargers sure. yeah, or, yeah. or, or, or right, right. right. Um, and, and they are going to have that opportunity. You would think, but when you're playing dynasty, you still you still want to find those long term options. So I guess really my question is: Pierce, Collins, Mechie, Jordan, those guys like that. Do we really like those players, or do we like the situation, or is it a combination? Sort of a combination, and I think Mills is is in that conversation too. Fair. Like, yeah, I mean, I heard a lot of talk, and I think it's an interesting way of looking at it that. Knowing what we know about Davis Mills after this one year, would he have gone ahead of Kenny Pickett in this draft? Would he have been the first quarterback taken in this draft? I think there's a case that he would be, you know? I mean, because one of the reasons he fell was injuries, not a lot of tape to study, and now Mm -hmm. you get a tape of quality rookie play, you know? Like, I I think he's going to be a... (laughs) I guess here's my question. Two years from now... 
will Mills be the Texans' starter and or will he be a starter? Because they could get the first pick in the draft and just say, ah, Mills was fine, but we have to take this super prospect. You know? Yeah, yeah, C.J. Stroud. Um, I would say... I would say no that he won't he won't be a starter because I do think uh if we assume the Texans draft Stroud or Young or or whoever mm-hmm. uh early in the draft that uh I mean they would be wise certainly to keep Davis Mills as cheap. as yeah as a cheap high end backup um mm-hmm. like like why wouldn't they keep him I mean, it's almost a uh, you know a Gardner Minshew situation and and I yeah, I mean yeah. the Jags eventually traded Minshew but they you know, they hung on to him for a, for a while. See, to me, that makes Mills a sell. Just because people, I think that some people look at him like super flex, obviously. Sure. That he's young, he's a starter, um, he was highly recruited. You could sell yourself on Mills. I don't know that you're going to have a million people banging down your door to take him off your plate, and I also couldn't come up with another sell, so that was the one I settled on. <laughs> All right, well, you're jumping ahead a little bit. Right after this, we'll talk about our buy. One player on the Texans roster we would be trying to get on our Dynasty roster. Hey, everyone. As you guys know, I'm a big Built Bar fan. They don't last long around our house at all. But you might not know that I love brownies as well. But you know what I like even better is the brownie batter. Sometimes I eat a ton of the batter even before we the, the, the brownies are done. My wife you know, yells at me, and but hey, you can't help yourself. It's so good. So these two things have combined themselves, and Built has a new creation, and this one's as good as ever, as good as any they've ever had, which is really saying something. The Brownie Batter Puff. Yeah, uh, (laughs) this puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now on Built.com. Um, if you built, if you tried any of the built puffs yet, I've told you about it before. I mean, I'm not sure what you're waiting for. They're they're really really good. Uh, they're chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar. I mean, deliciously flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. I've told you before. My wife's kind of a chocolate snob, and she eats these things like crazy. And it's like, man, it doesn't have that waxy chocolate that a lot of the protein bars have. They only have 140 calories, but still have 17 grams of protein and only seven grams of sugar. The brownie batter puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. Uh, all Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate, as I mentioned. That means that, that with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy it doing so. Um, they're made with a collagen protein with your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Uh, you'll <laughs> These brownie batter puffs, you'll just forget that you're eating a protein bar because they're tasty. Uh, no need to pinch yourself. This is real life. So go to builtbar.com. No, I'm sorry. Go to built.com to get brownie batter puffs now. Uh, here's what you do. Go to built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15, all one word, LOCKED15, and that gets you 15% off your order. So use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for your help. 
Matt, we were talking about the Houston Texans today. Let's try to find a player on this roster that we want to buy. We want to get on our dynasty roster. I kind of went the same way that we went yesterday. Yesterday we talked about Alec Pierce. Both of us agreed. He was our dynasty buy on the Indianapolis Colts. I went with another rookie wide receiver, John Mechie. Uh, Mechie, of course, the uh, former Alabama receiver, looked like he might be the top option in Alabama until uh, Jamison Williams transferred in and and, uh, put up one of the best wide receiver years really ever uh, or in in quite some time for the Crimson Tide. Uh, So so Mechie certainly got overshadowed, had, had the ACL injury late in the year. That's obviously a question mark on his short-term future, but I still like the player. And, and again, as we talked about in the, uh, in the earlier segment, he's going to have opportunity, especially if he, yeah, uh, yeah. once, once he proves he can, uh, get healthy and, and get on the field. I mean, Nico Collins is fine, but I mean, Mechie could, could easily overtake him if healthy and, uh, he's a bargain. Wide receiver 56, 111 overall in single quarterback startups. Like, are you taking him over Jalen Tolbert and Brian Robinson and those type of guys in rookie draft? Uh, no, I'm pretty high on both of those guys. Uh, so okay. Mechie, yeah, yeah, yeah Mechie and rook, yeah, Mechie and rookie drafts would be, um, mid to late second, um, a- after Tolbert, after Brian Robinson, um, Maybe ahead you know, of like the Tyler Algier, Rashad yes, White, yes. those type of guys. Okay. Uh, ahead of Algier for sure. Uh, Rashad White, I kind of, uh, I kind of bounce around on honestly. Uh, yeah, uh, depends. Time with him too. Depends on the day. Um, I like Mitchie right around like Wandale Robinson. I would say that's about. I value those okay, two guys okay, about okay. the same. Um, uh, you know, the best thing about Mitchie is is he's cheap and he's going to have that opportunity. What about you, a player on the Texans that you would be buying right now? Um, Much like you, I did a similar thing to what I did yesterday in that I said, well, in all my rookie drafts, I end up keep getting Pierce, and I'm quite happy about it. I was talking about Alex, but I also mean Damian. So uh, it's kind of a fun little thing we did there. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think Pierce is easily going to win this job. And it might, we not might not know it yet, but I just think the writing's on the wall for style of back they want. I mean, Burkhead and Mack are not bruisers. They're not pounders. You know, I think they want a big physical offensive line with a, a, a physical downhill back. And I bet by halfway through training camp, it's certain that Pierce is the guy. And that might not be super glamorous. I mean, I don't even think he'll be a David Montgomery level player, but... Uh, if you're the top guy, I think that has value. So he was my buy. I also threw an honorable mention into Brevin Jordan because he's basically free, and I think that yeah. there's pass-catching ability there. So that's interesting. I actually had Pierce as my as my sell, and it goes back to our conversation earlier in the show. Uh, while while I like I like the player fine, uh, and and I definitely like the opportunity. I don't see him being a long-term. Uh, a long-term starter, mm-hmm. and honestly, but he's it probably back. who cares? Uh, yeah, true. It, it probably makes more sense if you if you 
if you're out there and you agree with Matt, and I, I think I agree with Matt that uh, Pierce is going to end up being the starter for this team, mm-hmm. and if not the starter, at least playing a significant role, it actually probably makes sense to uh, hang on to him and sell him in season or, or even directly after the season. But, I mean, think about a guy like Ramondre Stevenson. Like, he had a little bit of hype at one point um, in, the, in the season and uh, is, is still a player I like. I think we both uh, pegged him as, as a player we'd be buying a couple weeks ago when we talked about the Patriots. But he's running back 34 right now. He's, he's just, uh, just a few spots ahead of Damian Pierce. So, you know, like, I just don't see – I don't see the value upside with Pierce. The best case is, I mean, even Elijah Mitchell, who had, um, you know, had a, had a pretty big rookie season and, and certainly a surprising one. He's the running back 23 and he's 62 overall. So huh. I just don't see the upside with, with a guy like Pierce. And uh, the only thing I would, maybe backtrack on with listing him as a sell is that I think you might want to wait and sell him later uh, to maximize on that. You know, if you just, when he wins the job, right. If you just spent the two Oh five on him, can you really get much more than that right now? Probably not. You may have, may have to wait this one out, but he's definitely a player that I would have in mind uh, to, to be selling at some point over the next 12 months, 10 to 12 months. Okay. Uh, all great points, of course, and I definitely think if you're going to deal him, wait until he does become the one, because I think that's inevitable. Um, the one thing I'll fight you on a little is my hunch, just listening to you there, is I might have liked him as a prospect more than you did. Like, I thought he was the third best running back in this draft. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, again, just I, I, I don't see the upside that he can get really much higher than the RB 20 or so. And, um, you know, if I can get out of that guy, the, the sooner I can get out of that guy, the better I'll say it that way. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, any other players you would be selling from this team? <sighs> it's tough. It so, is. Cause you're well, not going to get much. Yeah. I mean, I think, Depending on your makeup, certainly Brandon Cooks could be a sell. Um, you know, if, if you're in a in a total rebuild, tear down, then uh, you probably want to get Cooks off your roster. But again, selling him in season is the way to go as well. I, uh, the the value is I just not picked him up in a rookie draft for like next to nothing. I mean, it was great. That's yeah, why I, I put him as a hold. Yeah, because I have he, a good team, and they're like, it, "Well, what if I throw in Brandon Cooks in this trade?" I'm like, "Yeah, deal." We'll have to come back to them then, uh, him then, yeah. because he is. I, I think he's a really hard one to. I think he's very team specific, you know, roster specific. Well, you you mentioned Davis Mills as your uh, as a player you would be selling, and in, in those super flex mm-hmm. leagues, what would be your your asking price? Uh, because I don't, you know, I, I think most people agree with us that yeah, it was a nice rookie season but there's certainly some concern about him being a long-term asset in the league. Like in Superflex, I'm not giving him up for a future second. I'm guessing that's probably about the going rate though, do you think? I'm just throwing that out there as just kind of a open the bidding here. Yeah, I think that that might be 
I don't think you'll get a future first. No, no. I think that that might be about the most you would get. Let's see what we oh, can. Oh, really? Okay. Well, <clears throat> then I don't know that he's a sell. I mean, because I think, I mean, I think at a minimum he has a Ryan Fitzpatrick-like career. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to go away. He's going to at least gonna get him as a one-year starter, maybe a 10-year starter. I, I mean, I think he's a good player. But my big problem is they're probably going to pick in the top five the next two years. And will someone just be too attractive? Or will they just take Will Anderson and say, Davis, it's yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> we do have a few. That's what you're betting on, you know. We've got a few Davis Mills trades. All of these, okay. of course, in Superflex. Davis Mills and a 2023 first rounder for Chris Godwin. I want Godwin. I want Godwin there as well, but if I'm giving up that first plus a starting quarterback in a super flex league, I might aim a little higher than Godwin, actually. Uh, Considering I, where he's at right now. Yes, yeah, I, I still want the Godwin side, but if I'm ready to move Mills and a one, I'm, I'm looking a little bit higher. Uh, what about this one? Uh, Davis Mills and Donovan Peoples-Jones for David Montgomery. Hmm. Peoples Jones was my buy for the Browns. So, I mean, he's not just a nothing to me, which I, I don't know if Dave Montgomery lasts much longer. I think I'll take Mills. Oh, I... that's not an easy one. No, that that's, that's a lot closer than it looks at first sight. This is a little unfair, but three years from now, I know I'll rather have Mills and Montgomery, even if he's not a starter. Well, yeah. But that doesn't do me any good for the next two years if Montgomery's beating me, you know what I mean? There are a couple of trades in there of Mills for a future second. That was the trade uh, you hmm. threw out as as likely to happen. Mills for Jimmy Garoppolo and Melvin Gordon. That's a, that's that's interesting. Oh, I'll take Jimmy over Mills, period. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I think there's a not 0% chance that Garoppolo ends up in Houston somehow this in the next two months with all the Patriot connections, and he's a starter day one over Mills. Mm, that's that, yeah, that would be I, I fun. Think that could happen. I mean, we're running out of landing spots for him and Baker. You know, uh, I'm I'm tired of talking about those two. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Just fast forward. Tell me where they end up, and we'll right. we'll let They're it shake out from there. Matt, we'll talk about Brandon Cooks, who is the dynasty hold for both of us right after this. Hey everyone, let me tell you about betonline.net. They're your number one source for all your betting, stats, and sports info without question. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the start of Major League Baseball season, all that good stuff. Uh, BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and much more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. It's the only place I use, that's for sure. Thanks so much. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make Locked On NFL your second listen. The schedule may be dark, but the NFL never stops, and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from hosts including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no off-season for real fans, so make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NFL on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. 
Brandon Cooks is the wide receiver 37 in Dynasty right now, 71 overall. And here are some recent trades he's been involved with, Matt. Cooks for the 2.05 and a 2023 second rounder. That's one trade. Cooks for the 2.13, 13th pick in the second round. That's in a 14-teamer, of course. And Brandon Cooks and Derek Carr for Miles Sanders and Ryan Tannehill. I want the Cook side of all three of those trades pretty easily. Maybe, you know, maybe he should have been our buy with the yeah, mindset I'm saying of that too. if even you can get him at this price. Yeah, even if you don't have a great team, buy him now, sell him in October, make a profit. Maybe it is that easy. I mean, I think like in redraft, he's going to start every week, right? I'm like, he's a starting fantasy wide receiver who's younger than you think just because he's been on a hundred teams and has been in the league for a while. He came in the league remarkably young. Mm -hmm. I still think he's really good. I went to cook side and all those deals too, but, and this is just kind of a small fly in the ointment. I think Miles Sanders is undervalued right now. I think he's going to have a pretty good year. I I still like Sanders also. Yeah. Um, Okay. But But for the picks, I mean, he's worth more than those picks. Right. Absolutely. Um, And I, I say profit you're never going to get a first rounder for cooks. So no, you know, if you're giving that future two that eventually becomes the two, two or two, three, you've got to be careful with that. Um, but could you trade a f- trade a future second now and get back a future second and Donovan people's Jones or a prospect or uh, a future three as well? Yeah, you could do that. Um, so this is yeah. this is not a, a move that would pay off in a major way necessarily, but I do think there's room to to make some profit and and to um, increase the value of your roster if you're trading for Brandon Cooks right now. Okay, in a vacuum, obviously this has a lot to do with what your team is. Would you rather have Cooks or Mechie? Oh, Cooks. Yes. Yeah. Cer- cer- okay. Certainly Cooks. Because um, we were talking about Mechie is like a second round, you know, mid second round, you know, dynasty or rookie pick, and Cooks is worth more than that. Yeah, and, and Cooks and, and a lot of guys. I mean, Miles Sanders would be one of them. Cooks is just stuck in that, um, in, in that value range where he's not worth a first rounder right now. Mm-hmm. And but just because he's not worth a first rounder doesn't mean he's only worth a second rounder, right? Like he yeah, should bring he point. should bring more than. A one random right one random second round pick or a, a late second round pick uh looking at the adp again i mentioned he was the wide receiver 37 uh that that sounds pretty low but i mean the names in that value range we're talking about brandon Ayuk, chris olave mike williams juju smith schuster sky moore deandre hopkins chase claypool wide receiver as we say almost every episode is just so deep right now uh, so even though he is down there in in the really in the wide receiver four range in dynasty, um, it, it it's kind of warranted honestly I would say uh, just based on the depth of the position, but still a, a player you can buy and make a little profit off of. So, some this happens a lot over the our time talking on and uh, dynasty this time of year. So you just said that he's right around Chris Olave's value. 
Well, you can't get Chris Olave at 1.9 in rookie drafts, really. I mean, he's going like 7, 8 in right. that neighborhood. But if I can get Cooks, who's just as valuable for a mid to late second, well, that's how you win in this league, right? That's how you win Dynasty. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, that's yeah. that's the disconnect that you see There's between yeah. right between um, trade picks sometimes. Right. Yeah, rookie right. drafts, startup drafts, trade value of, of both of those. Uh, both of those picks, and and then once you put player names to that, yeah, absolutely. Alave's wide receiver 35, uh, 69 overall. Cooks wide receiver 37, 71 overall. Uh, so very small gap in their startup value. But if you tried to get that 106, 107, 108 for Brandon Cooks, as you already said, laugh you off this plan. Right? Yeah, of course. So. Um, yeah, you can pick him at a round later. Right. I mean, that that just right, that right, just right. means that uh, that Cooks and you know probably Ayuk and Mike Williams and Juju and uh, Gabe Davis, all the other players in the same range are are players to target right now. If you're buying with rookie picks, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Like you 100%, can percent. That makes total sense. You can acquire most of those players with a late first round rookie pick, and that late first round rookie pick might get you Pickens or Watson or Dotson. And those three are all going behind all the names we just talked about. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, that, that's where I think you can make money in doing, you know, playing Dynasty. You, know, yeah. you make a lot of moves like that, and they don't seem sexy. Wow, you're giving up first-round picks. But you know, Mike Williams isn't old. <laughs> you know, he's been yeah. playing for a long time. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.